you got to know that the Christian life is a struggle, and it's a struggle with sin. Your war with sin has begun. So in this episode, I want to help you see how you can deal with those pesky sins. Welcome to The Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone, and thanks for joining me in The Fox Den. Many years ago, I lived in South Carolina, and many times I had to do work outdoors. And one of the things I remember about that are these little gnats that would fly around my ears. And you could hear them as they get close to getting into your ear. And that little buzz was really annoying. And so you'd swat at the gnat, you'd go away for a moment, and a few seconds later he'd be back. And that pesky little gnat never seemed to go away. Well, I remember when I was a kid, sometimes my brothers and I would sleep out in the backyard And as I was lying in my sleeping bag, I could hear the mosquito flying into my ear. And obviously, I'd swat at it, and a few seconds later, the mosquito would be back. It was very difficult to get rid of those pesky little critters. They just never seemed to go away. And this is very much like our sins, except our sins are far more destructive than those pesky little bugs. Those pesky sins seem to pester us throughout the day. We try to get rid of them, but they're still there, or they seem to just keep coming back. And those pesky sins pester us till the day we die. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, I wished I could just get rid of it. And that's true. We all do. We'd love love to be in a place where we no longer struggle with sin. But you got to know that the Christian life is a struggle. And it's a struggle with sin. Paul even tells us that in Romans chapter 7, verses 7 to 25. If you haven't done so already, listen to episode 12, where I discuss the struggle of the Christian life and how sin just never seems to go away, and why it doesn't go away. And you can also read my blog article, Struggling with Sin, Fighting the Parasite, and you can find this at thefoxdenjournal.com slash struggling. And there I talk about Romans chapter 7, verses 7 to 25 in, in much greater detail. Now, there's a lot of people that think once they become a Christian, life is going to get better. But that's just not true. Life doesn't get better. I would argue that once you become a believer things get much more difficult. Well, why is that? Well, before you were a believer, you had no war with sin. In fact, you loved your sin. You had no desire to obey God. Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 8, verse 7, where the mind that is set on the flesh refuses to submit to God's law. You see, a person apart from Christ has no desire to obey God. Why would he? He's hostile to God. He hates God. Or look at what Jesus says in John chapter 3, verse 19. He says that people love darkness rather than light. And why is that? Because their works are evil. So before you were a Christian, you had no desire to obey God. You had no desire to, to do what is good in the eyes of God. You only wanted to do evil. That's the point that Jesus is making in John chapter 3, verse 19. So before you were a believer, there's no struggle with sin. But now that you are a believer in Christ, your war with sin has begun. So I talked about this in episode 12, and I answered the question why we struggle with sin. So in this episode, I want to help you see how you can deal with those pesky sins. So the first thing that you need to know is that when that sin pesters you, you fight against it. You will be tempted in many different ways. I don't know the sins that you struggle with. All of us have our own pet sins, if you will, that we struggle with. But don't think that that main sin that you struggle with is the only sin that you deal with. You see, we sin many times a day. 
Most of the time, we don't even know when we're sinning. Now, many times you're going to lose this fight with sin, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But you fight against that temptation, you fight against that sin, and you seek to obey God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, Paul likens the Christian life to an athlete. In verse 25, he talks about an athlete exercising self-control. An athlete disciplines his body in order to win the competition. He doesn't assume that he's going to win if he doesn't prepare for it. He goes through rigorous training, disciplining his body, exercising self-control. Maybe it's changing his diet. Maybe it's running an extra mile. But he controls his body, and it's the same when it comes to the Christian life. It's exercising self-control in order to fight against temptation and sin. So again, the first step is when you recognize that you're being tempted to sin, you fight against the temptation. You struggle not to sin, but to obey God. But as I've already mentioned, you are going to fail. There are times that you're going to sin. You will be tempted and you will fall into sin. You will fight against it and many times you're going to lose. So what do you do in those times? Well, it's quite simple. When you fail, when you sin, you fall on the grace of God. You see, in Romans chapter 5, verse 20, Paul says that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So God's grace is always outperforming sin. And then in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, Paul tells you what you already have. Redemption, which includes the forgiveness of sins. So you see, when you sin, your sins are already forgiven. Now again, I need to mention something here. People will often accuse me of saying that I'm, I'm saying that it's okay to sin. That's not what I'm saying. Sin is sin and, and it's wrong. Obviously, it's disobedience to God and that's wrong. But God already knows you're going to sin. He's the one who inspired the Apostle Paul to write Romans chapter 7, where Paul tells us in verse 17 and verse 20 that it's sin in us that keeps on sinning. And Paul already knew the logical response to Romans chapter 5, verse 20. So when Paul says, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more, he knows that people are going to say, well, why don't we just keep on sinning so that grace abounds? He answers by saying no. And he says that in Romans chapter 6, there at the beginning. And there in verses 1 to 5, he talks about how we've been united to Christ in his death. That's what your baptism is. It's a sign of your union with Christ in his death and his burial. So when you were baptized, you were baptized into his death. And then God raised you to newness of life, which means now you're free to, to live as God's people. You see, the call is for us to live in obedience to God. But again, he knows we're going to sin. So please hear me. I'm not saying that it's permissible to sin. What I am saying is, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 7, we're going to sin and God already knows it because he's the one who inspired Paul to write that. So when you do sin... You come and you fall in the grace of God, knowing that your sins are forgiven. So why is this important? Well, I think the answer is obvious. But first, it's a reminder that you're going to sin. Second, this is a call for us to fight against temptation and sin. And you don't fight against temptation and sin because you're afraid you're going to go to hell. If you're a believer in Christ, your eternal life is secure. God has already started that in you. So salvation is a work of God, and if it's a work of God, you had no part in it. So God saved you. You're not going to be unsaved because you sinned. You didn't save yourself. 
so you can't lose that which God gave you freely. And once again, listen to episodes two through five if you need more clarity on this. And finally, this is an encouragement not to lose heart when you sin. God saved you in Christ, yet he left you in this world for a time, and he knows you're going to sin. He left you in this body that is prone to sin. Don't you think he knows you're going to sin? Don't you think he knows you're going to struggle? He told you why in Romans chapter 7. So if God knows you're going to sin, he's not going to ununite you from Christ when you do. He united you to Christ when you were a sinner. You didn't become clean and then God united you to Christ. You were dirty and God united you to Christ. And it's Christ that makes you clean. So when you sin, you rest in the grace of God and know that your sins are forgiven. Yes, even that really horrible sin that you're thinking of right now. So here's my assignment for you. Get an index card or a small piece of paper and write Ephesians chapter 1 verses 7 and 8 down on that piece of paper or index card and put it in a place that you're going to see it on a daily basis. That way, when you struggle with sin, you will know that you have redemption right now. And in that redemption is forgiveness of sins. So when you sin, your sins are forgiven already because you've been united to Christ by faith, a work of God. Your sins were put on him, punished in him. The righteousness of Christ was put to your account. So when God sees you, he declares you righteous. So Ephesians chapter 1 verses 7 to 8 will remind you that you're forgiven. So let me conclude this episode by reminding you what Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. And there he says that God rescued us from Satan's domain and he transferred us to Christ's kingdom. So think about it. If you're in Christ's kingdom right now, and again, it's a work of God, you didn't do anything. God is the one who transferred you and he did so by his grace. So if he transferred you to the kingdom of Christ, he's not going to expel you from the kingdom because you sin. So be assured that the grace of God is sufficient and rest in that grace. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. You can find this podcast on several different apps. If you like what I do, please leave a positive review. Please share or tell others about The Fox Den. And also check out thefoxdenjournal.com to find articles and other resources. And thanks for listening. 